is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. It is used to make the brew beer in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. No, that wasn't Al Sharpton. That is Joe Biden. And really, his defenders on cable TV and elsewhere, these liberal Democrats, they humiliate themselves when they try to pretend that when Donald Trump gets a word wrong or a thought wrong, that it's comparable to this absolute mental mess. That was Joe Biden. He sounds like Foster Brooks when Foster Brooks used to play the sort of the drunk on TV. Let's listen again carefully. See if you can discern what the man is saying. Go ahead. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. They're laughing at him. And so as we uh, continue to collect the mumblers, he's now part of the mumblers. He'll be the last mumbler. Let's hear the mumblers. Go right ahead, Mr. Producer. Can it get a funny the ghost track? They have an eye. It calls when if you they just gave you gave him. With the the withdrawal, bringing U.S. home troops from home. And 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 the the the. But resist, we much, we must, and we will much about that be committed. I, 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 I'm, I'm a warrior. Um, you know, the, the, that, it was, I mean, they said that, look, the, 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 yeah, I was a strip, was it him? Well, I, 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 didn't, if, 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 if we, if we, you know, it, uh, you know, it, 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 we can walk and chew gum. We hold these truths to be self-evident. 
All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. True international average of pressure. Been impeached for inciting the erection. Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection. Insurrection. And uh what am I doing here? I'm gonna lose track here. And uh to confidence in the contiguity. Private uh, private uh 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 economic no, 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 don't let him. You know how much I'm going to do with the deficit this year? Bridges and those bonds that are collapsing. And, you know, it is, it is, it is, you know, it is not, it is a, it is. Happy birthday, dear Valley. Part of the, the, Mr. The, the, the. I don't do some of you to some of the leadership of. Kajan, Kajan, Katanji drowned Jackson. You docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. God save the queen, man. President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and Mess with the minute on work. Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder yeah. why. It's there's your ruling class, America. There's your elites. What a bunch of crackpots. What a bunch of mental patients. There's your elites, starting with Joe Biden. They want to run your country. They want to run your household. They want to decide what you can drive. Or they want to decide everything. Your children's sex. Very important people. Now, we have something going on today. And I want to say something to the United States Supreme Court, the majority, the five justices who voted against the Constitution, who voted against securing the border, and voted against their own precedent, which requires a president to actually take care that the laws are enforced. Joe Biden has systematically obliterated our border, and he's done so by systematically obliterating our immigration laws. We literally have the worst type and level of slavery going on in this country since the Civil War taking place right now. Right now. With the media basically ignoring it or defending it. We have slavery taking place in our country right now. We don't need to talk about the past. Let's talk about now. Now, who's in charge? Joe Biden, the man who was a segregationist and a racist. A man of the Jim Crow South. A man who supported segregated public schools. Now he goes around preaching about democracy and freedom when he's not making other slurs against black people. This is who the Democrats are rallying behind and their media. This is who they promote, but... We shouldn't be surprised. They also rally around Hamas and promote them, too. What a bunch of sick bastards. I'm not kidding. But I'm specifically talking to the five justices on the Supreme Court, Chief Justice Roberts and Associate Justice Barrett in particular. Are you pleased? Are you pleased that by voting with the other three, you've now created a constitutional crisis? Are you pleased They're now going to have the Texas National Guard and Texas law enforcement poised against Fed, the feds, potentially um, active duty military. Or it's possible that Joe Biden will federalize the National Guard 
which was done uh, by Republican and some Democrat uh, and a Democrat president uh, to prevent uh, Orville Faubus and, of course, uh, George Wallace from blocking the schoolhouse door the way Joe Biden blocks the schoolhouse door to any good school that happens to be in a black or minority neighborhood. But now we have a confrontation. And I don't know how it's going to end. But I tell you over and over again in my book, The Democrat Party Hates America, that this is not a normal political party. It is a autocratic party. It wants complete power and complete control. And I want to salute all those hosts on TV and radio who've obviously read the book. This is a party that will do anything for power. And as I say in the book, you've got to look at the Democrat Party through the lens of power. They will do anything to anybody. They will say anything to anybody. And can you imagine, Mr. Producer, that the federal government, either federalizing the National Guard or using federal troops or whatever they might or may not do, I don't know, would do so in order to protect slavery? In order to keep the border open? So potential terrorists and MS-13 and other criminals come across the border so the drug cartels continue to make tens of billions of dollars off of Biden's policies? Can you imagine sending in federal law enforcement or even the army to do such a thing? I mean, obviously, Greg Abbott's been driven to the, to the edge of what he can do here. He is citing two provisions of the Constitution. They're both there in black and white. There is no provision in the Constitution, none that gives the President of the United States the power to defy federal law. That's an impeachable offense, as I've said over and over and over and yet over again. And that needs to be the first issue when it comes to impeaching Joe Biden. And it needs to be raised now and taken very seriously. Because of all the horrors he's creating on both sides of the border. What's happening to women and little kids sold into sex slavery and pornography. That's on Joe Biden's hands. He's a one-man disaster. And these clowns, they go on TV defending him, trying to draw parallels between him and Trump. There are no parallels. Zero. Zero. They're so offended by the speech he gave Tuesday night. They're not offended by Hamas slaughtering Jews. No. They're not offended by Hamas supporters in the streets talking about the Third Reich and gas chambers. No. They're not offended by what's going on in the southern border. Rabid. Rabid criminality. Rabid slavery. Not that doesn't offend them. Trump offends them. What Trump said offends them. These are sick people. Sick. Look what, look what Biden has done with federal law enforcement. Look at what they've done with the local law enforcement. And now it's clear that there were discussions between the office of Fannie, what the hell's her name, Fannie Mae or something? Fannie Willis, 
Yeah, Fannie Mae. Remember Fannie Mae, Mr. Producer? That turned out well, too. Fannie Willis in the White House. You see, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden's behind it all. All of it. And then they said, can you prove it? You don't have proof. This is the way it works. I can prove it. Look at what's going on. It's not a coincidence. We're not stupid. It's a massive cover-up effort, but it's also a massive election interference effort. Because Joe Biden doesn't think he can win by the vote. Neither do his people. That's why they're very giddy about these prosecutions. That's why they say, one conviction, that's all we need. One conviction, and then he's a convicted criminal. They tell you they. They signal to you what they're up to. This is why it's way above the head of the legal analysts. They don't understand what's going on. I understand what's going on. What's happening to our country and our Constitution. As they write at Breitbart, Texas Governor Greg Abbott asserts Texas is constitutional right. And what he means by Texas is constitutional right, he means under the federal Constitution. States have rights to defend themselves against invasions. They have independent rights apart from the federal government. But John Roberts... And Justice Barrett apparently don't know how to read the Constitution. Because they fall in line with the left. They fall in line with the ruling elite. Why? Because John Roberts, more than anything else, (coughs) is part of the Washington elite. It's what he is. He's buddies with Thomas Friedman. They have a good time going to the Kennedy Center. This is what we're dealing with. But no, no, Trump is the threat to democracy. Not John Roberts. Trump is the threat to democracy. Not Joe Biden. Trump is the threat to democracy. Not Jake Tapper. Oh, no, they're all, they're all just fantastic. He asserts Texas has constitutional right to defend and protect itself as it relates to the ongoing border crisis crippling the state. Let me be specific. When the President of the United States is purposely violating his oath of office and the Constitution, respecting his absolute responsibility to ensure that the laws of the land's laws of the land are taken care of, that is enforced. That's what the Constitution says. Then Texas has a right under another part of the Constitution to defend itself against invasions. This is an invasion. This is not immigration. This is an invasion. Immigration is nothing like this. In the Supreme Court, these five justices sit on their asses, make sure they have nice, cleaned and ironed black robes. Everything's cool. Oh, Your Honor, Your Honor. Oh, Your Honor, Your Honor. It's amazing. It's amazing, these activist justices and activist judges. And they're all over the damn place now. Even some of them dressed up as Republicans. They insist that you follow their orders. And yet they don't follow the Constitution. And I wrote about this in Men in Black. How do they expect people to respect them when they don't respect the law itself? And this was black and white. Black and white. Biden is destroying our border by destroying our immigration laws, which destroys the provision of the Constitution that compels him to take 
care that the laws are enforced, whether he likes them or not. The governor of Texas, who himself is a lawyer, he says, well, then we have a right to secure our border. And the Supreme Court says, actually, you don't. On some, and we don't know why they don't explain it. I'm sure it's some cockamamie, bastardized view of federalism. Or even reverse federalism. More when I return. Mark Levin. Let me put this in a really important way for which I will be attacked by the same people who are standing up for Biden and his slavery policies. What the Supreme Court did the other day in giving its seal of approval without explanation to the federal government preventing Texas from securing its border. Listen to me. What the Supreme Court did, but they're too smart to say it, is they enshrined slavery in the United States, modern day slavery on the border, because Joe Biden's not going to give up Schumer in the Senate is trying to find some fig leaf to create to pretend that Joe Biden is doing the right thing with the help, of course, of McConnell and the usual reprobates. But what the Supreme Court did is it gave its own stamp of approval to the slavery in our country. Mark Levin, simply the smartest man on radio. And you can call him 877-381-3811. Let me try it again. And I want the backbenchers to write this down. And I do want them to repeat it. You may have heard of this case, Dred Scott. Dred Scott had been a slave to escape to the territories. And to cut to the chase here, there was a lawsuit brought to the Supreme Court. Chief Justice was Roger Taney, appointed by Andrew Jackson and um, from South Carolina. Let me keep this very focused. The question was, does Congress have any authority over the territories. After all, these aren't states and so forth. Does it have any authority to outlaw nationally slavery, as well as in the territories? Nine justices, they wrote nine opinions. The chief justice wrote his own opinion. And the majority ruled that no, Congress does not have the power to outlaw slavery. The other day, in an emergency appeal by the Biden administration, they ran to the same institution, the Supreme Court. Because Texas, 
the state of Texas was preventing illegal aliens from south of the border using effectively barbed wire to come into their state, to come into the country. After three years of nearly 10 million illegal aliens entering the country. And to prevent the kind of mayhem, anarchy, and widespread slavery that is occurring as a result of the Biden policies. People use the phrase sex slavery, rolls off their tongue, and they move on to the next subject. I hit the brakes. Women are being enslaved. Little children are being enslaved. They're being sold into pornography. You have indentured servants in the United States with different color bands that are given to them by the cartels brought into this country by the coyotes. Because they have to pay these cartels, these murderous terrorist drug cartels, for years to come as a result of those cartels using their coyotes to bring people across the border illegally. Indentured servants are slaves. We have slaves now throughout America. Sex slaves, children, slaves, indentured servants, slaves, as a result of the border being wide open. We have no border. The President of the United States is responsible for every new slave in the United States. It's interesting that MSNBC and CNN, white, black, brown, all kinds of hosts and commentators, not one of them makes this point, not one. They'd rather talk about the American founding as being racist. They come to the defense of Joe Biden, no matter what. Because you have to look at the party and their supporters and the media through the lens of power, as I wrote over and over again. Joy Reid ignores the slavery that's taking place on the southern border. Al Sharpton ignores the slavery that's taking place on the southern border. Mika and Joe ignore the slavery that's taking place on the southern border. Rachel Maddow ignores the slavery that's taking place on the southern border. Jake Tapper ignores the slavery that's taking place on the southern border. Wolf Blitzer ignores the slavery that's taking place on the southern border. Andrea Mitchell ignores the slavery that's taking place on the southern border. As does Maggie Haberman. As do the reporters and the editors and the managers at the New York Times and the Washington Post. As does the corporate media, the corporate boards at Comcast and all the rest of them. They ignore the slavery that's taking place on the southern border. The governor of Texas, the state of Texas, is trying to stop it. Joe Biden went to the Supreme Court to stop the state of Texas. He succeeded. This will be a blight forever. On the Roberts Court, it'll be a blight forever on Chief Justice Roberts as well as Justice Barrett, 
as well as the three radical Democrats on the court. All five of them, a one-vote majority. They didn't write an opinion. They just effectively upheld. Upheld. The unconstitutional acts of a president, they upheld. The abhorrent practice of sex slavery, child slavery, slavery, indentured slavery, they upheld it. Of course, they don't really tell us why, but I know why. They want you to believe that slavery on the southern border is compassionate. They want you to believe it's long overdue. Just people trying to escape one hellhole after another. Only to be enslaved in the hellhole that Joe Biden has created. His party has created, which now brings me to the Republicans in the Senate. Senator Tillis, you are a disgusting disgrace. You come out of those rooms, the big smile on your face, and you say the dumbest things that really this you see, ladies and gentlemen. Romney obviously supports slavery, too. It's Donald Trump's fault because he doesn't want a deal. This is the best they have. This is all they can say. It's Donald Trump's fault. They don't condemn Joe Biden. They don't condemn the Democrats in their own chamber. They don't even condemn slavery. Never crosses their lips. We need a deal, you see, the Republicans. We need a deal. These are the Republicans of old, the never won majorities, that were happy to be laughing stocks as long as each of them could hold their own seat and get positive attention from the Democrat media. They go immediately to Susan Collins, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, the usual gaggle of boneheads and knuckleheads, because they're self-promoters, they're self-aggrandizing, they know. They want positive press. Positive press to a politician is a number one if they have no principles. So we have the Supreme Court in the 1850s issued a ruling that led to a civil war. They issued a ruling that led to a civil war. And that court and that chief justice has been condemned ever since. John Roberts and the Roberts Court has issued an order without much explanation upholding not only a violation of the black letter constitutional language it's not even controversial it's not even up for debate even the court itself has precedent 
that a president of the United States is compelled to take care that the laws are followed. That's the Constitution. He's the executive branch. He took an oath to do just that. And, of course, Biden's doing exactly the opposite. And this court violating its own precedent. And this court taking up the emergency appeal because they were in urgent, urgent mode to make a quick ruling. The Roberts Court upheld slavery on the southern border, which Governor Abbott and the state of Texas are trying to stop. They're trying to stop it. Now that's the perspective and the context that you need to look at this, because this is real world. Not a bunch of words. Not a bunch of projections, not a bunch of unreality. This is what's going on to real people on the southern border and now more and more the interior of the United States. Just because you just see the entrails, that is the consequences of this in your own life and that sort of thing, what most of you are not seeing is the slavery. And in certain states, and certainly certain border towns, it is rampant. Rampant. And forevermore, you need to look upon the Roberts Court as the court that upheld slavery on the southern border. And it didn't even make its case. Didn't even direct the President of the United States to follow the Constitution and make sure the immigration laws passed by Congress, signed by prior presidents, are upheld. They'd like to bring up Donald Trump. I'll bring up Donald Trump. They're trying to throw Donald Trump in prison over documents. They're trying to throw Donald Trump in prison, even though... He did not lead an insurrection. You know how I know it? He wasn't charged with it. They had all the texts, phone logs. They had grand juries. They had witnesses. They had documents. And there's absolutely nothing, zero, tying Donald Trump to an insurrection. Absolutely nothing. We are surrounded by liars and connivers and very, very evil people, especially in the media. And the Democrat Party is not a political party. It has never embraced Americanism from slavery to today. And the Democrat Party was behind slavery early in our history. It took a civil war to end it. And the Democrat Party is behind slavery on our southern border today. And I know this upsets the miscreants and the malcontents and the prebubescent low IQ types at Mediate, founded by Dan Abrams, who is of that ilk. And the Soros-funded and supported Media Matters. And the Democrat Party operatives throughout our media. I know this will upset them. I know that they will do everything they can 
to attack, smear, character assassinate, and turn the tables on me. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Not with me. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Sex slavery is slavery. Selling children and using them pornography is slavery. Indentured servitude is slavery. We can't talk enough about the 1700s and the 1800s. We can't talk enough about that. But where are the people who write the 1619 Project? CRT. Where are all the chess beaters on MSNBC and CNN? Where are all the sanctimonious leftists at the Washington Post and the New York Times? Where's Nancy Pelosi, Hakeem Jeffries? Where's Chuck Schumer? Al Sharpton, Joy Reid. Where are they? Don't they care about black and brown people? Who are being enslaved by the policies and practices of a no-border president? Have they gone down to the border to try and get to the bottom of it? Have any of these networks done it other than Fox? Have they? No! They just keep rattling on about Donald Trump, rattling on like a bunch of mental patients in a padded room. Keep rattling on that Donald Trump's going to steal democracy and freedom while they're doing it right now under our eyes without consequence. Excuse me. With the backing and the imprimatur of the Supreme Court of the United States, the Roberts Court, and the Chief Justice with his friend Barrett, who joined the three radical leftists on the court. Now I know that I'm dealing with and confronting very, very evil people that would like nothing more than to have me hit by a bus. I know it. And I know they will try to run clips and cherry pick what I say and put words in my mouth and come up with deceitful headlines and twist and spin like Houdini. But the truth is the truth. And as one person once said, the truth shall set you free. Actually, many people have said. Don't miss this show. I'm not done. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 
877-381-3811. A reminder, two powerful, brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin programs, Saturday and Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, both nights. I encourage you to go ahead and set up your DVR, however else you record the show. I know some of you will be watching football. That's no secret on Sunday. But I honestly, I don't want you to miss this show on Saturday or the show on Sunday. Um, they're just very, very powerful programs with tremendous guests. On Sunday, we have Ted Cruz and Byron Donalds. On Saturday, we have Tim Scott and our second guest, Brian Loudermilk. You heard him on the show where he's going to, it's, it's unbelievable the, what they found and what he's going to expose on this January 6th committee. So please keep that in mind. We would love to have you. Also, you can now find all my full podcast interviews and specials on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com at Mark Levin Show. It's that simple. YouTube.com Mark Levin Show or search Mark Levin Show in YouTube. Either way, that's how you get me. Now, you can also, uh, on the podcast, you go to MarkLevinShow.com, click on Audio Rewind at the top, and pick your favorite podcast platform. Maybe you already have a podcast platform. Most people do. Or you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and so forth. Search Mark Levin Show and subscribe. It's all free. It's all free. It's all accessible morning, noon, and night. So if you're busy or whatever the reason may be, always have it in your back pocket. You know, from time to time, and it's very infrequent, we might move from one station to another or something like that, always trying to improve our reach on radio, always trying to improve uh, the frequency. And so if we can, we do. And sometimes we're preempted, uh, even though we're not supposed to be. And so you can listen to the program no matter what. So... Take advantage of that. I want you to hear something that Joe Biden said. And it's on X or Twitter. We want to salute them. I want you to hear something that Joe Biden said that none of the media platforms found on their own. And now that we'll play it to millions and millions of people, still will ignore it. These so-called news operations. Again, this is from 17 years ago. 20 07. Cut one, go. Would you allow these cities to ignore the federal law regarding the reporting of illegal immigrants and, in fact, provide sanctuary to these immigrants? The reason the cities ignore the federal law is the fact that there is no funding at the federal level to provide for the kind of enforcement at the federal level you need. Pick up the New York Times today. There's a city not far across the river from my state that imposed a similar sanctions. And what they found out is, as a consequence of that, their city went in the dumps, in, in the dumpster. Stores started closing. Everything started to happen. And they changed the policy. Part of the problem is you have to have a federal government that can enforce laws. This administration has been fundamentally derelict in not funding any of the requirements that are needed to even enforce the existing so, law. Senator Biden, yes or no, would you allow the cities to ignore the federal law? No. Hmm. Hmm. So Governor Abbott's not allowing Joe Biden to ignore the federal law, but unfortunately for the rest of us, John Roberts and the Roberts Court is. 
to the grave detriment of the people who are being enslaved and sold into sex uh, mobs and so forth, to the people in our cities that are losing their parks, losing their schools, stores are closing, tent cities. This is the havoc. This is the hellish situation that Biden has unleashed for both the illegal alien and the American citizen, which was literally just reinforced by the U.S. Supreme Court. Five members, including the Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Barrett, who was appointed to the court by Donald Trump, hoping she was a constitutionalist. She is a grave disappointment. Grave. And so I think we should move the Supreme Court to El Paso, Texas, or McAllen, Texas. I really do. I think we should move the FBI to Lawrenceville, or Lawrence, excuse me, Kansas. It's time for people to know what it's like out there. Take the alphabet suit of federal agencies and spread them all over the country. This is one of the things that Ron DeSantis was urging, said that he would direct It's also time to break up the cabal of Soviet-like courtrooms in Washington, D.C. These people are just too close to each other. Justice is not being done. And so Congress does have the power to do that. Congress created those courts and has the power to either eliminate them, move them, do as it wishes. Won't be easy. We're up against it. Won't be easy, but you got to try. And you got to try over and over and over again. And you may fail once, twice, ten times. So push them on their heels. Who cares? We're not the ones breaking the law. We're not the ones undermining the Constitution. We're quite the opposite. And I love this moral equivalency. It's like with Hamas and the Israelis. The moral equivalency is right wing and left wing. And we're not right wing. We're not right wing. We're constitutionalists. Since when is that right wing? We believe in individualism. We believe in capitalism. We believe in private property rights. We believe in law and order. We believe in justice for all. How's that right wing? The other side, which is never called left wing, progressive. Ooh, we all want to be progressive, you know. They, of course, are enlightened. They just want to do good. But they're the Marxists and the Islamists who hate America and hate anybody in America who disagrees with them. That's why they try and destroy us. So Joe Biden is asked in September 2007, one of the 412 times he was running for president, does he support these sanctuary cities and would you allow those cities to ignore the federal law? He says no. Because Joe Biden is a chameleon. He has no bones in his body. He's a jellyfish. Oh, he sounds tough, but he's not tough. He's basically the lap boy for Obama and Sanders, Bernie Sanders. That's what he is. He's a lap boy. He dances for them. He does what they want him to do. Or he doesn't even know. He doesn't care. He's lived, he's living better now than he ever has before. He's been on the government dole. He's been on federal welfare his entire damn career. Entire career. Never, never created a single private sector anything. Job, business, product. But he knows how to run the whole world. 
can't find the bathroom, but he knows how to run the world. Doesn't know the difference between his sister and his wife, but he knows how to run the world. But the Democrats don't care. I told you before. If they could elect a kumquat, they'd elect a kumquat as long as the people around the kumquat were people of their same ideological ilk. They just want power. They want their policies enshrined and instituted in a way where it becomes almost impossible to reverse them. Now, Karine Jean-Pierre has to be one of the stomach, dumbest, dumbest people to ever stand in front of a podium, not just at the White House, but anywhere. And she is maddeningly obtuse and dishonest. And for the rest of the time, she will be known as the demagogue's mouthpiece, as Joe Biden's mouthpiece. She'll be known for this. Let's listen. Phil Mattingly asks her a question. Who's Phil Mattingly? I don't have the foggiest idea. Cut to go. They now are allowed to cut down razor wire. Yeah. Some Democrats are saying the president needs to federalize uh, the Texas National Guard. So let's that's that could happen. Well, that's I- Phil Mattingly, who really is an a-hole. You can just tell by the question. The questions are not questions. They're recommendations. Just federalize the National Guard and let slavery continue. What's the problem? Let mayhem continue. Let rape and murder continue. Let it all go. Let Joe Biden violate federal immigration. Let us While the same damn party, the same damn media, Joe Biden, the same damn meathead, go on and on about saving democracy and liberty. While they're burning it all down. Because this is what totalitarians do. This is how it works. They project upon those who are trying to stop them. They project upon those who are challenging them. They project upon those who believe in justice and equality and liberty and the rule of law, who believe in separation of powers in the Constitution and unalienable rights. They project upon them what they, the Bidens and his ilk, actually think and worse are actually doing. What does she say, Mr. Producer? Go. I'll say this, Uh, you know, the Border Patrol agents are now, as you said, allowed to cut through the wire because of what the Supreme Court has laid out. It's it's unfortunate that we had to go there. It's unfortunate that there is a governor. It's so unfortunate that we had to go to the Supreme Court. Because we love what's going on on the southern border. We have it completely under control. Let me underscore this point. They've said time and time again that the border is controlled. And people say, no, it's not. But let me tell you what they mean. The border is controlled for their purposes and their ends. They're doing exactly what they want to do. So it's under control, which means no border. No border. And now they want more money. And Langford of, of, of Oklahoma, who must be as dense as they come, who's now, who's now a lap boy for Mitch McConnell, Yes, yes, yes. You pick like this very, very quickly and so forth and so on. It comes across very, very earnestly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that. Thank you. The talking points allow 5,000 illegal aliens in every single day. I remember when the Obama Secretary of DHS said 2,000 was a, a disaster. 5,000, which is almost 2 million a year. 2 million a year. And things like that. 
That's a compromise, you see. I said, I don't mind compromises when we get 80%. I mind them when we get 20% and they get 80%. So the Republicans in the Senate are useless, and they're prepared to enshrine slavery on the southern border just like the Democrats. Like this guy, Tom Tillis, he comes out, smiles. He's got an IQ of a kumquat, and he's out there, oh, look at this, you know, and they're undermining, you know, the right-wingers, these bastards, the right-wingers are always trying to screw us over here in the Senate. And Donald Trump, he's the worst, you know. Right. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back who've pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. You know, Julie Kelly is one of the great modern-day investigative reporters, really sharp, a lawyer, and... She's the kind of person with the kind of integrity and moral center that you would hope would be in the media. But she doesn't work for any of these massive corporate platforms because she doesn't fit their radical left-wing agenda. And she wrote something today, and she's written things before that caught my attention involving the case in Georgia. Julie Kelly, how are you and what's going on down there? Good, Mark. Thanks so much for having me on. I mean, this is like a, a soap opera, really. I mean, between Fannie Willis and her involvement in the divorce of Nathan Wade, uh, her lover and uh, estranged husband of Jocelyn, who's now filing motions related to his expenditures uh, of taxpayer dollars that Fannie Willis is paying him. And now today, a really explosive hearing an emotions hearing for Jeffrey Clark, one of the several defendants in her RICO indictment, and some bombshell news that came out of that as well. So as we're kind of waiting for the Washington, the January 6th and Jack Smith trials in Washington and Florida to move forward, both of them are on hold. All eyes are kind of fixated on Georgia, something Fannie Willis uh, may not be welcoming at this point. So what happened that was explosive? So today during this hearing for Jeffrey Clark, who is the acting assistant attorney general, and as you know, he has been uh, indicted in Georgia. He is one of the unindicted co-conspirators in Jack Smith's indictment in Washington against Donald Trump. Yes, and this man has been, uh, you know, he, he is a good man, as you know, absolutely vilified. He's a very good man who they've... Yes. Again, try to destroy. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yes, the D.C. bar is trying to take away his law license. He is just taking on, uh, you know, assaults from every angle. But today what his lawyer discovered and what the district attorney, Fulton County DA's office, had to admit to Judge uh, McAfee is that the Biden White House counsel has at least two letters that they sent to the DA's office. Now, we don't know what those letters are. Jeffrey Clark's defense counsel wants copies of those letters. And the judge, to his credit, said that he wants to see them under seal, filed under seal, and to see them in camera, as you know, then privately, Mm -hmm. that he can take a look at them. And, you know, that's fantastic because, you know, if it were a chunk and she just blow it off and say, no, that's not relevant or something like that. Um, so that's very, very good. So there's been written communications between the D.A. and or her lover and the White House. Is that what we learned Correct. today? Wow. We learned that. And I'll tell you, Mark, what was really interesting is the district attorney told the judge, well, we have one letter. And the judge, to his credit, McAfee, said, okay, so you're saying text, emails, communications, you have one letter. And he said, well, actually, we have two letters. Oh, my God. And this came, of course, to big news to Jeff Clark and his attorney who said, we, we didn't know the basis of requesting any communications with the White House is to help justify a selective prosecution motion, which, of course, Donald Trump has already filed as well in in Washington. But this once again, Mark, completely debunks the idea that the Biden White House is hands off, not just in Jack Smith's two criminal indictments against Donald Trump, but now um, Fannie Willis's indictments, which we already know, too, they were in cahoots with the January 6th committee. Mm. So this is all a huge conspiracy. We know that Nathan Wade, her prosecutor slash lover, was at the Biden White House on at least two occasions because mm-hmm. he charged Fulton County taxpayers for it. So now we have even more evidence of these interests being in cahoots, despite their public uh, protestations that they have not been. And then we watch this federal judge in New York. I've never seen anything like this. It says, look, Trump, you're already guilty. And uh, Trump says he has three things to say. And then as Trump is trying to finish sentences, the judge says, we're going to strike half that sentence. We're going to strike that sentence. Have you ever, ever seen anything like this in your life? Well, I'm not. I'm not an attorney. I just follow all of oh, these sorry. proceedings. Um, I mean, congratulations. No, that's okay, but yes. <laughs> I think it helps, actually. Yes. Well, listen, I don't want you to hang up. I've got more questions. The great Julie Kelly in a moment. We'll be right back. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who've pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, 
The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. We're here with Julie Kelly. Now, Julie Kelly, this uh, circuit panel in Washington, two truly radical Democrat Party activists who shouldn't be even near a courtroom, let alone sitting on a circuit court. And hearing this issue of immunity post-presidency, if they in fact rule against Donald Trump, and if in fact that is somehow up upheld during the, up the chain. Do they even realize how this opens the gates to suing Joe Biden after his presidency for what's going on in the border, the people who are being maimed, the people who are being killed, the people whose properties are destroyed, that they will now have the ability to bring a civil suit because the same court ruled that, yes, you can bring civil suits against the president about January 6th. Okay, great. And on the criminal side, immunity doesn't follow him. Okay, I lost my son. He violated the Constitution. He knew he violated the Constitution. My son was murdered by an illegal alien as a result of the policies, the no-border policies. So if the next administration wants to look at what Biden has done, they're going to have massive opportunities to charge him, will they not? They absolutely do. But, Mark, to your point, these judges are not thinking long term. So you have Judge Tanya Chutkin, the Obama appointee, who issued the landmark ruling that concluded that presidents are indeed subjected to criminal prosecution. Now, this is a first. Then her her decision went to a three judge panel of all Democrat appointed judges, including Florence Pan who was appointed by Joe Biden to the district court and then the circuit court. Her husband, Max Steyer, is mm-hmm. a longtime Democrat. By the way, you know, I activist. read your article on Fox and gave you credit as well as on here. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. So Mark Steyer, a lot of people know that name, not just because he is a longtime um, party activist, but he made accusations against Brett Kavanaugh and went to the FBI and Democratic senators claiming that he saw some incident when they were both freshmen at Yale. He now is fully, openly opposing a second Trump presidency because Donald Trump is going to reform civil service, make a lot of employees appointees of the president, meaning he can fire all of them. And Max Steyer, who is married to Florence Pan, who was on this three-judge panel, She's the one, Mark, who brought up the absurd SEAL Team 6 Mm -hmm. assassination hypothetical that then has now made all sorts of headlines. So you just know we're just waiting, you know, for this panel to come back and uphold um, what what Judge Chutkin said is that Donald Trump can be criminally prosecuted. That, of course, will go to the Supreme Court. But this is a slippery slope. They may duck it. They absolutely may duck is a big For problem. Sure. I, I mean, um, everybody gets excited when they don't take a case. I'd like them to actually rule on the merits at some point and start the process of putting this lawlessness back in the box. 
because if they don't, they are creating precedent that they themselves will regret, in my humble opinion. What do you think? Absolutely. And so there's a very good chance after, and excuse me, there were two Democratic judges, one Republican, Karen Henderson, right. on the a Bush judge, immunity I appeal. I'm sorry, correction. Right. Um, but if this does go to the Supreme Court and they ask to grant cert, there's a very good chance the Supreme Court could say no. We're just going to let Judge Chutkin and then the appellate court panel, which we're still waiting for that decision, which we assume will uphold based on the oral arguments, will uphold Judge Chutkin. And, and that's the end of it. And then you basically have Democrat judges unaccountable who have now decided for the future of our country that every president can face criminal prosecution mm-hmm. for whatever act he conducts in, in office. Mm-hmm. Just it's just the with this guy uh, Smith, who's burned down every boundary, every tradition, and has really opened Pandora's box with the full support and I think backing of Biden and certainly the Attorney General. The Democrat Party doesn't care about the Constitution to begin with, as long as it's used against its opponents. That's what we're saying, and so you have all these quote-unquote issues of first impression. We need courts to make a decision, whereas before there was some level of comity, C-O-M-I-T-Y, and restraint Mm -hmm. understood by both parties that you don't want to take the country down this road. But these are different times now, aren't they, Julie? It's like, let's burn the damn place down. They do. And, And this is the sort of recklessness, as I've called it, watching all of these decisions by these D.C. federal judges, whether they're the district court level someone like mm-hmm. Tanya Chutkin, Beryl Howell, um, or these circuit court judges. Of course, the D.C. circuit is filled with Democrat and Obama-appointed judges. They don't care, Mark, because they really feel this will only apply to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and they, they might be right, because how will you get a D.C. grand jury, made of all True. Democrats, to sign off on a criminal indictment against a Democrat president? It's not going to happen. That's so why this whole that they are establishing yeah, special rules. This whole structure, this whole court system structure, I've been arguing in Washington D.C. needs to be changed, and Congress has the power to do that. It needs to be broken up. It's basically a cabal, and it's way too powerful because of all these federal issues that arise in Washington D.C. and the federal bureaucracy and separation of powers and the Constitution. And it's really left to a relative handful of judges, the overwhelming majority of whom were appointed by Obama, Biden, some by Clinton, and some appointed, of course, by Republicans, including Trump. And people need to understand at the district court level, often those judges are appointed as part of a deal. Uh, You know, there may be three judges that Biden wants, and he'll say, okay, I'll give you a Republican, but I need my two Democrats, and vice versa. So uh, it's very important to understand. And, And the other thing is, Julie Kelly, the Senate Judiciary Committee. You not only have Democrats who vote for these people, but you have a solid Republican vote in Lindsey Graham in virtually, I think, every single case, no? Pretty much, yes. You've seen little, you saw little pushback to the appointment of any of these judges, especially Mm -hmm. Judge Pan, Florence Pan, who was appointed to the district court by Joe Biden, and then a year later elevated to the D.C. appellate court. And so now we're stuck with her who she's a partisan activist, just like Beryl Howell and just like her husband, Max Steyer, making these outlandish hypotheticals from the bench to produce negative headlines against Donald Trump. She has already 
sided with the district court in piercing attorney-client privilege between Trump and Evan, Evan Corcoran, and she upheld the outrageous decision by Beryl Howell and Jack Smith to steal Donald Trump's Twitter files, Twitter data, and not tell him about it. In secret. And so in, in secret and, and keep that under a non-disclosure order, preventing Twitter from telling Donald Trump about the search warrant for 180 and, days. And may I add here that Twitter actually took them to court and tried to litigate and yeah. said, no, we need to tell him. And they said, no, we don't. But they it's a cabal. They control the entire court system from the district court level to the appellate system. So where do you go, right? Right. The Supreme Court. And they do have some important matters before them. I believe this 1512C2 obstruction of an official proceeding, they're going to review that. Oral argument should be March or April. If they overturn, which they should, how DOJ has intentionally misinterpreted that post-Enron statute, again, Judge Florence Pan, in two decisions, two-to-one decisions, upholding how DOJ has flagrantly abused that statute to criminalize political dissent, which represents half of Jack Smith's criminal indictment against Trump for J6. There's Florence Pan once again upholding what the government did. If the Supreme Court reverses Judge Pan and the DOJ's application of that obstruction felony, Mark, it will be such a well-deserved black eye, not just against DOJ, but every federal judge, Trump appointee, Biden appointee, Reagan appointees, Mm -hmm. and of course, Clinton, Obama, who have allowed DOJ to use that statute uh, to make felons out of political protesters. And of course, the concern is that John Roberts and uh, Barrett and some of the others Mm -hmm. know full well that what you are saying is correct, but they don't want to pay the price of getting these negative news articles and being called, you know, right wingers and so forth and so on. And so they put their own legacy, Robert certainly does, and their own publicity ahead of the Constitution in the country. And this happens more and more and more because you see this juggernaut of the media and the, in, the inside the D.C. and the New York and the L.A., you know, elites, the, not the American people, the masses, but these people, they can, and then the newspapers and the, the newspaper owners and the TV stations and all the rest, and they, they, they're going to dismiss these people, and that's the concern we have. It's not even the Constitution. It is the outside threats and pressure and the reporters and all the rest, don't you think? Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, I, as you know, I go to that D.C. courthouse all the time. I cover the hearings. I see what these judges say. I see how they lie about what happened on January 6th. I see how they impose these excessive sentences. Look at Judge Amit Mehta today, an Obama appointee, sentencing Peter Navarro to four months in prison for refusing to turn over his records to a bogus congressional committee that now is being accused of destroying their own evidence. They did. Judge Mehta expressed no concern over that today in court, but scolded repeatedly lecturing Peter Navarro for refusing to help the government investigate a terrible day, what he called it, terrible day in American history. Mm. Yeah, terrible day in American history. All these judges are prone to be giving partisan, Democrat, left-wing speeches all the time. Have you noticed that? I have, Mark, and I posted on X today a lengthy tirade 
by Royce Lambert. You and I have talked about oh him, a Reagan appointed judge. Used to be a friend of mine, for and God's he, sakes. I hope you're not anymore. Take I him don't off talk your, to him. Of course not. No. Go ahead. He went on a lengthy tirade today, and I posted the entire thing on one Twitter post, um, denouncing the rewriting of history of January 6th. What a dark day. We're still suffering the consequences, the emotional trauma, he called it, of January 6th, and said in his 37 years, he has never seen a criminal act uh, been uh, excused the way that January 6th, and went after Elise Stefanik, didn't name her, but said he condemned people calling J6ers political prisoners or hostages. And this was a totally unwarranted tirade about someone. Well, let me who say this with you there. Excuse me. Let me say this with you there to Royce Lambert. If you're still psychologically affected by this, your senior status, leave the bench. Let somebody else handle it. And to talk about this being the worst affront. In your 37 years? Let me tell you something, Royce. There were individuals in the gallery of the House of Representatives. Puerto Rican nationalists, separatists, who shot five members of the House of Representatives, one in the chest. Five! And the Democrat Party, whether it was Carter or Clinton and Obama, pardoned them, gave them clemency. What do you think about that, Royce? That seems to me to be a lot more violent than anything we saw. Insurrection, Royce, really? How many of the people you're putting in prison were not only armed, had bullets in the chambers, and used them? None. None. And Royce, nobody is defending the violence that took place. But most of the people you're throwing in prison didn't commit violent acts. So please don't start attacking Elise Stefanik without naming her and me and other people because you're offended. Then get the hell out of your courtroom, leave the bench, run for office, give a speech, show up at CNN and MSNBC. Because your conduct, as far as I'm concerned, Royce, is beneath the level of the professionalism that is required of a federal judge. If you can't handle it, then move on. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. For two months in a row, two months in a row, 
The federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon was under attack. At some point it was breached. They pushed back. It was firebombed. It was hit with Molotov cocktails. It's hit with bricks and rocks, frozen water bottles. The federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, for 60 straight days, God knows how many police officers were injured. They even used these laser lights. Some of these police officers had permanent damage to their eyes, to their retinas. Is Royce Lambert even aware of this? That's not called a day of insurrection. The federal judiciary was under attack that day. Or how about the attempt to breach the walls of the White House when Donald Trump was there? 55 Secret Service personnel were injured. 55! Donald Trump had to be brought to the bunker, the nuclear bunker under the White House. The church across the street, the historic church, St. John's, was badly damaged. The Reagan Institute was badly damaged. The kosher restaurant down there was almost destroyed. In the park, Lafayette Park, monuments were graffitied. Is he aware of this? Is he or not? And your job, not just you, Judge Lambert, all you judges, is to take each case as they come. The facts as they come, apply the law, stop giving your damn speeches about what happened that day. That's not your job. Your job is to make sure justice occurs with that defendant who's standing in front of you. Not to make a statement. And it's not just him. Folks, you have no idea of these relationships that I've had over the course of decades. 40 years. This is one of them with Judge Lambert. When I appeared before him, he couldn't be more professional. We were friends. But I'm sorry, I got to draw the line. I got to draw it somewhere. And these judges who keep making these political speeches, somebody has to respond to them. It might as well be me. Be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. 
is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin, our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I just want to add a little bit to what I was saying at the end of the first hour. I take absolutely no pleasure in saying what I had to say about Judge Lambert. He came out of the Reagan administration. I came out of the Reagan administration. But Royce, you shouldn't be giving speeches. You shouldn't be, by innuendo, calling out members of Congress or people in the media. That's not the job of a judge. The job of a judge is to look at that defendant in front of you. To follow the facts, not treat this as an assembly line of people who deserve to get it. They're individual human beings. No, they were not insurrectionists. I'm talking about the vast majority of them. Some of them wandering in the building for literally seconds and then leaving. The government tracking them down with SWAT teams, dragging them into Washington, D.C., where where they're not being treated fairly. Again, I'm not talking about violent individuals who attack cops. I will never defend them, ever. I'm not even talking about people who broke things or took things off of somebody's desk. I'm talking about the vast majority of people who were walking through the building, who didn't lift a finger, who were not chasing members of Congress, who were not carrying weapons. That is simply not an insurrection. And even the crazy-ass prosecutor in this case isn't charged a single person with insurrection. So why the constant lectures about insurrection and the abuse of the law by the prosecutors with 1502 obstruction? That doesn't apply to this. A good judge knows that. An activist judge uses it. But I don't have to have a black robe. I don't have to have been confirmed by the Senate. I read the same stuff. I know the same stuff. It is what it is. The overreaching now is being done by the government. People make stupid decisions. Doesn't mean they should be thrown in prison. I mean, under what theory is somebody who walks into the Capitol building, and on one side of the Capitol building where violence didn't occur, some of them were, were waved in by the Capitol Police. Why would any of them be charged if they didn't do anything? Any of them. You now have the U.S. Attorney Royce, this guy Graves, who's a radical leftist, an Obama guy. He announces that anybody who was on the lawns of the Capitol... On the various lawns they have, the North Lawn, the South Lawn. Anybody, and they have video and they have pictures, and people need to come forward and rat them out, are going to be prosecuted. Seriously? 
And are they going to get a lecture about an insurrection too? I mean, you could see where people who are protesting would step on that grass and not know that it's trespassing, particularly when they've watched TV at Code Pink and all the others. Tell me, how many of the people who support Hamas, the terrorists, who've tried to take over the Capitol building in recent months, who've tried to prevent members of Congress from performing their duties, how many of them are going to serve time? More than a few days of that. How many of them? Almost none of them. That's not equal justice. They're not going to get lectures. And even if these judges hugely dislike Trump, because they like decorum, they like law, they like order in their courtroom, they like control. If you're so biased, if you're so filled with animus, then you shouldn't be ruling on his case or any of these cases. The whole point of a judge is to have somebody who is objective and impartial. But based on these closing statements, whether it's Chutkin or whether it's Lambert or these others, they're not. And they can't be. They sound like commentators on MSNBC and CNN. That's okay. You just have to remove your robe and step down and do it. Those people in front of you, they're scared to death. They have families. They come from all walks of life. The overwhelming majority of them had no intention of overthrowing the government, had no intention of obstructing Congress. The wrong place at the wrong time. That doesn't mean you get away with it, but it also doesn't mean that you paint with a broad brush and you look at that human being standing in front of you and you're thinking about January 6th and you hear all the media because these are human beings, these judges, and you treat them all the same. That's outrageous. These federal judges in Washington, D.C. are overwhelmed with these cases because there is no state judicial system, so to speak. So they handle these cases. And it obviously involves the feds. But I've seen what some of the arguments of this Department of Justice have been. Some of them are so preposterous. They're turning people who many of whom are in the wrong place at the wrong time, into individuals who premeditatedly were trying to block Congress. So it, it, it is sickening to me, particularly when I put it in the context of history, you had these Puerto Rican Marxists, effectively, actually brought armed weapons and shot members of Congress. That's not circled on our calendar. What date did that occur? Nobody knows what date that occurred. As I said, one congressman was shot in the chest. Critical condition. And what happened to those men? Well, one died of cancer while in prison. But in the end, in the end, Carter, Clinton, and Obama gave them clemency. Why? Clemency? Now you compare that to the overwhelming majority of people in 
on January 6th? Royce, seriously? I'm not saying two wrongs make it right. I know. I'm not saying, you know, what about is, but what about is actually your job. How were people in a similar situation treated? Well, most of these people were not in that situation. We have an entire radical Marxist movement. The Weather Underground, Students for Democrat Action, all came out of the New Left, all came out of our colleges and universities. I've written about it, Marcuse and so many others. They hit our government hard and they hit it repeatedly. They planted bombs in the Capitol building. They blew up one office that was right next to the Speaker's office. Nobody was hurt, but did enormous damage. They tried to plant a bomb at the White House. They went after the Pentagon. It was all organized. It was all premeditated. And Barack Obama was buddies with one of these guys. Buddies with one of these guys. He gets a pass. I'm not talking about criminal. He gets a pass, period. While they try to link Trump to actual insurrection, actual leading an insurrection. They've looked at all the texts. They've looked at all the emails. They've even looked at all of his lawyer's notes. They denied him attorney-client privilege. They went into his social media platforms without telling him. For six months, they rummaged through that. Nothing. And he's charged with the Klan Act. He's charged with this ridiculous Enron Obstruction Act. And he's charged with basically what is a federal act that goes after corrupt federal contractors. This is what they have to dig up. There is literally, literally, Judge, I'm talking to you too. There's literally not one scintilla of evidence, not a sentence, not a syllable, not a paragraph, nothing of Donald Trump involved in urging an insurrection, urging, involved in promoting violence. Nothing. He's not charged with any of that. And if you notice, Royce, not one of the defendants who's been in front of you has been charged with an insurrection charge. Not one. Now, they charged a handful, Proud Boys and some of these other Oath Keepers. I don't know what their name. I don't know who they, what they do. I'm just saying char- with sedition. First time since the Civil War. Civil War! And they were found guilty in a D.C. courtroom with a Democrat Party, basically, jury, and partisan judges. Now, I don't have any problem with a judge doing what a judge really needs to do. Maybe some of these people should have had the book thrown at them. Fine. You attack a cop, throw the book at them. Of course, unless you're in any other city in this country, they don't throw the book at you. Period. But because of all this Washington-centric mentality, you'll go to prison for 25 years, 20 years, 15 years, 5 years, 10 years. Can you name one person in the 2020 riots who attacked a cop in New York, an NYPD that went to prison for 20 or 25 years? And that entire riot was intended to overthrow our government. I can tell you two people one of whom threw a Molotov cocktail into a police cruiser. Luckily, there were no cops in there. And they had other such uh, weapons in the trunk of one of their cars that the United States Department of Justice 
went into a courtroom in New York, in Manhattan, and argued and urged that they should be let out of prison. Let out of prison. Good behavior. I don't believe any of them served more than one year. How is that? I mean, that's a true act of violence, intending to kill somebody. A cop. I don't know how many people who were attacking the Portland, Oregon courthouse, the Mark Hatfield courthouse, where district judges meet, circuit court judges meet, where prosecutors roam the halls, where investigators roam the halls, let alone civilians, defense counsel. That is a, a beehive of judicial activity. That's the third branch of government. They never even talk. What dates did those occur on? Can't we circle those days on the calendar? That doesn't excuse anyone or anything. But it does raise serious questions about equal justice. And the lectures. I would just encourage members of the judiciary, if you want to be respected, if you want to be called your honor, Well, you have to uphold your end of the bargain. We don't need your damn political speeches. We don't need you calling out members of Congress by inference. We don't need your your attacks on Donald Trump from the bench like Chunkin, who refuses to recuse herself, who's a Trump hater. We need judges to act like judges. Recuse yourself when you need to recuse yourself. It's that simple. And if you can't handle a case because you're too damn angry then get out of the case. And if you're going to treat that human being standing in front of you as if he's a non-human, just part of a group and part of a movement, then get out of the case. We've got mass murderers. We've got mass rapists who aren't treated that way. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. What a show. You know, I may have told you this, but you organize a show, you spend hours and hours on it. Mr. Producer does a fantastic job with audio and engineering. And and when I send him things middle of the night for the next day and so forth, late at night he's there, early in the morning he's there. Rich, you really are the best. And you uh, have all the articles I want together. I do all I do all my own research. Rich will tell you that. He's got his hands full. He doesn't be, need to be doing it, but I need to do it so I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. Two, three, four in the morning. I don't sleep. I understand. It's not good, but I do what I do. So uh, the good thing now is I'm not like noshing. I'm not eating sweets and so forth when I'm up. I've cut that out. 
Maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't, whatever. So, um, but the program changed because of what Julie Kelly told me about what these judges are doing and saying. So I thought that was important uh, to speak to. Now, when we come back, will I have time? No, I won't. We're going to have Miranda Devine. She's absolutely outstanding on what's happening at the FBI and wokeism. And if we have time after that, I want you to hear from the great governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, about what he's doing from his own mouth rather than the spin from the usual leftists who apparently support slavery on the southern border. Otherwise, they'd be standing with Abbott. I'll be right back. Mark Luffin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. You know, it must be great having the last name Divine. People say, oh, Ms. Divine. Yes, I am. Miranda Divine, how are you, my friend? I'm well, thanks, Mark. How are you? Very, very well. So the FBI, you wrote a uh, terrific column, as you always do, and we always learn from them. What is going on at the FBI? Well, look, we can see from the last several years how politicized they've been. But this group of uh, former and serving agents have put together this incredible report about the diversity and equity and inclusion disaster that has befallen the FBI, pushed by the FBI director, Christopher Wray. And so whether it's uh, recruits not being able to pass the physical fitness to up 50 pounds overweight, um, who use drugs, um, who have financial irregularities, you know, they're not paying their bills, mental health problems, uh, integrity problems, you name it. These people are utterly incompetent and they're being pushed through, um, even though, uh, you know, supervisors and trainers and people at the academy and people in the FBI field offices, the senior people are complaining and trying to reject them FBI headquarters is so insistent that they push through minorities and disabilities and all sorts of other, you know, people based on race and uh, gender and sexuality. Um, They want to get their quotas up, so they don't care. All the standards, according to these guys and this report, uh, which I have to say is the I've spoken to several of the people and I know some of the people involved, and they are very senior. Uh, people, counterintelligence, counterterrorism, former high-level FBI people, and they have talked to um, anonymous. Of course, everyone has to be anonymous because we've seen what's happened to former uh, FBI FBI whistleblowers who've just been crushed by the FBI. They've been retaliated against with impunity, uh, stripped of their salaries, um, put on suspension without pay, not able to get other work. I mean, it is incredible the cruelty that's being inflicted under Christopher Ray. So that's why they're anonymous. But that doesn't uh, devalue what they've written. Um, I have uh, seen it. They've written it in the form of an intelligence product. Um, these are highly skilled FBI people, both serving and former. It's truly unbelievable. And um, you know, we've reached a point in this country, Miranda Devine, that 90% of the media don't give a damn about any of this. 
So, so many of the American people don't know what's taking place in this country. This is a revolution. This is an effort to completely and fundamentally alter our kind of government, to destroy merit. Uh, you know, and, and, and at the FBI and areas, does this explain in part, but certainly will going forward, the different priorities of the FBI, uh, where they apply resources, um, who they're going to go after, who they're not going to go after. How could it not? Oh, of course. And look, it dates uh, below, before Christopher Ray. Um, I'm told it goes right back to Mueller. Um, and this sort of prioritization of Ivy League graduates straight out of college, uh, bringing them in at a high level um, and with, with all the biases that that entails um, and sort of social justice warriors um, instead of what they used to have, which was, you know, ex-military, um, ex-law enforcement, uh, people with practical skills and a kind of a moral uh, compass. Um, and they they left their politics at the door. And now you have these these kind of rampant radicals who are in positions, especially in the analyst section, positions of great influence. You know, that's how we got that um, that ridiculous product that uh, about Catholics. You know, traditional yeah. Catholics of being domestic terrorists. You know, the, these um, high-level former people that I speak to say that never would have gotten past. You know, even if it ever happened, it never would have got past all the layers of scrutiny um, and supervision to to become a, a real product. Um, and yet that that, you know, if it hadn't been leaked by one of these whistleblowers, that probably would have been put into place. And now Ray is asked about it in Congress and he says, oh, it's terrible, you know, blah, blah. but it's only terrible because they got caught. Um, how many other intelligence products are being produced that are actually acted on? And we see, we can only guess, but we can see some of the outcomes with SWAT teams, uh, you know, descending on Mark Houck, for instance, who was a, yeah. a Catholic father of six or seven, or Christian anyway, I don't know if he was Catholic, but he was an anti, um, you know, anti-abortion activist. He used to go and pray outside abortion clinics. Um, ridiculous at a time when um, you had real threats to Supreme Court justices with, um, you know, would-be assassin trying to get into Justice Kavanaugh's house or getting into it, um, you know, very close. Um, you had protesters outside those those justices' homes drumming uh, drums all hours and causing mayhem with their neighbours. Um, all of that was happening, that air of menace, um, and that, you know, nothing was done about that. And yet, um, and, and we had... Um, you know, pro-life centres being firebombed, and yet who were they going after? These sort of peaceful anti-abortion protesters. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure this is so discouraging to so many Americans. You know, we used to watch the FBI, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. It was a great show, <laughs> and uh, and we all looked up to the FBI, and everybody wanted to work for the FBI if they were interested in law enforcement. They had these very, very tough standards and dress codes and and uh, and all the rest of it. And now look at it. Yeah. And it also, I think, well, has that, a lot to do with them going after Trump. They, the way they go after Trump, there was a battle in there on whether to use a SWAT team or not. And and obviously, uh, the more radical among them insisted on a SWAT a SWAT team around over documents at Mar-a-Lago, the yeah. former president's house. For God's sakes. 
Exactly. I mean, this is what these FBI people tell me. They say things were bad, but something broke during the Trump era. People uh, who, you know, they describe working alongside um, other agents who they knew were liberal, but it didn't really matter until the Trump era. And then all everyone just decided to act on, or the left decided to act on their politics and they subverted that, you know, I think it's the same across a lot of institutions, across the media and so on, that people got into their head, they were propagandised that Trump was an existential threat to this country. So even good people uh, decided that they were being patriotic and honourable by subverting Trump and acting in, in, as part of the resistance. I think you look at those 51 former intelligence officials. I've spent quite a lot of time looking at them, and it has always puzzled me. I mean, some of them, a lot of them, were patriots, did do service for their country, did put their life on the line to, mm-hmm. to uh, try and keep this country safe. And yet, they turned into enemies of this country when they signed that letter, and it was because... They had been, there was a psyop, this very sophisticated psyop that had been put into place to demonise Donald Trump and to poison people, important people, influential people against him, especially in Washington D.C. People became insane, and they're still insane. I mean, you know. People who are dead against what Biden's done with the border, with the economy, they can see the destruction. Their own lives are being have, have been damaged. And yet they will still vote for Biden. I've been told just today. Someone said they'd still vote for Biden over Trump. <clears throat> it's just insane. You see it happening everywhere. Some of these federal judges, same thing. Same yeah. thing. Oh. It's, it's, it's to yeah. me, it's absolutely it, it's contemptible because they're destroying the criminal justice system. And, you know, you got to you got to pray that the criminal justice system at least will be the last thing standing and it won't be used by one party or the state against another party. And uh, that's not what's happening. In other words, that that kind of uh, mentality that you talk about, it's obviously spreading through. I want to ask you quickly about this guy, Christopher Ray. You know, I think I'm a pretty good judge of character. Not perfect. I watch this guy testify. I watch his body English. I watch the way he speaks. He is a complete bureaucratic disaster. A bureaucratic disaster. He could clean up that place. He won't clean up that place. He gets there in front of, he plays rope a dope in front of con- uh, these committees. Uh, he, you get no real information out of this guy. What do you, you've been covering this very, very carefully. How wrong am I or am I right about this? Oh, no, you're right. He's a lawyer. Um, he's uh, a pretty boy. He busies himself flying around the country on the FBI jet um, and taking it for his own personal use to go on weekends away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also um, just visits all the FBI field officers and gives them pretty speeches and, uh, and doesn't really get his hands dirty. He has plausible deniability. He doesn't want to know what's going on below him. Except that he puts in place directives like about diversity, equity, inclusion. He is uh, he, he's just a very vain man, and he wants to satisfy. You know, he wants to sort of be thought of well by the the good burgers in Washington and in Buckhead where he lives and flies back on weekends in the FBI jet. 
Um, and he just he just wants to be, you know, liked in his peer group. And so that's what he does. And he allows his deputy to enforce these ridiculous um, uh, sort of DEI directives <clears throat> and also to retaliate against um, against these FBI whistleblowers um, in the cruelest ways. And he, he, he knows it's going on. He allows it to go on. And then he goes into Congress and he's a lawyer. So he skirts very close to to lies without technically lying. I mean, he was mm. caught out one time last year when Chuck Grasley asked him specifically, oh, are you leaving early? Like, I'm surprised we had this time set out and you're telling me you have to leave early. Do you have business? And it was caught on a hot mic where, uh, where Christopher Ray says to him, yes, I have business. But he didn't have business because uh, I looked at where the FBI jet went that afternoon and it went to his holiday home in the Adirondacks. Unbelievable. So that's what, that's what he was doing. So mm. he, he sort of gets away with not quite lying, but I'm sure he does lie if he thinks that he can get away with it. <clears throat> and the problem, you know, the problem with the FBI um, and this DEI, this sort of devaluing of of competence and putting complete incompetence. I mean, people who are disabled, people who have mental health issues, people who are illiterate, who are grossly obese, um, who are stupid, um, who just are incapable of doing the things that an FBI agent is tasked to do, um, are being put in place. Uh, over the years, it's just going to degrade um, the ability of the FBI to do anything. And it costs well, a huge amount of money to the American taxpayer. And, 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 and if, yeah. I'm going to have to roll. But they're doing the same thing to the United States military, and it's all volunteer, and they can't meet their numbers. They're destroying every one of these institutions that we have always yeah. admired. I want to thank you so much, Miranda. You're terrific, and we're definitely going to want to have you back. Keep up the great work. God bless you, my friend. Thanks. Thanks so much, Mark. Good to talk. All right. You take care of yourself. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Other Republican governors are coming to the defense of Greg Abbott. I'll give you the name of some of them. Kevin Stitt, the Republican Governor of Oklahoma, no Democrats, by the way. Glenn Youngkin of Virginia. Uh, let's see. We have uh, Brian Kemp of Georgia. This is from, um, let's see, one other one here. Of course, the great governor, America's governor, Ron DeSantis of Florida. South Dakota governor, Christy Nome. We have North Dakota governor, Doug Burgum. Uh, who else here? There's more. Montana governor, Greg Giaforte, more damn thing. Just I just lost it. There are many more, actually. Many more. Governor of Nebraska, governor of Idaho, governor of Tennessee, um, governor of Louisiana, governor of Utah. And, uh, of course, the Democrat governors are not um, supporting efforts to prevent slavery and the expansion of slavery on our southern border. And that's the bottom line, America. They can try and spin it any damn way they want to. They can run to their to their man Biden, you know, cold of personality, but they're destroying our country. Well, we we ran out of time. I think we had 
two very, very important guests exposing what sinister activities are taking place. I know it gets depressing. I know it's upsetting. I know sometimes we have to step away from it. I understand that. Sometimes I have to. But then come back re-energized. Don't let a lot of grass grow under your feet. And do everything you can. Mark, what, I, what can I do? It amazes me the left, no matter who people are, they know what to do. You need to talk to people. You need to educate people. You need to share links with them. You need to share websites with them. You need to tell them about this radio show and my Fox show. You need to do all these things. The more informed people are, the more they are likely to do the right thing. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers. Uh, we salute the freedom fighters all over the world. We salute our brothers and sisters in Israel and Ukraine. And I salute you folks. God bless each and every one of you. See you tomorrow.